Good evening. It is so good to see you guys here tonight. If you have your phone, go ahead and grab it and check in. Only Believer Banna, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and share this video. We are excited to worship with you this evening. Yeah. 
Amen. All right. tonight. All right, tithing offering time. If you have something to give, go and prep it. If you need a tithing offering envelope, wave your hand around and one of the ushers will help you out. And uh, if my mic seems a little loud, is this loud to you? Or is it good? The microphone? 
If I yell, it's loud, but if I'm soft, it's okay. It's all good? All right, good. You want to make sure. All right, good deal. Let's have, uh, uh, I don't know, somebody come up and pray over offering. Anybody want to volunteer tonight? Anybody? You point at Liz? Liz is like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> they tried to get it, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. I, I think she'll. I think she'll hurt people before it happens. I don't know. I'm not sure. Nobody? Oh, my goodness. Ryan? Oh, 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 right. here comes Ryan. Ryan, come on, Ryan. The, the brave soul tonight. Ryan. You can handle this, right? Bear with me. Yeah, it's, it's going to work. All you got, just, you know, it's real easy. Thanks, thanks, Lord, for provision. Amen. It's just simple stuff. All right, go ahead, man. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the many blessings you've given us. Amen. No matter how small in your eyes, the, our life is your gift to us, and what we do with our life is our mm -hmm. gift to you. Mm -hmm. And we want one way that we can show this is by helping you monetarily. Yes, thank Lord. You. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Home run. Thank you, Ryan. Bring it on down. If you have it tonight, man, I think we're going to start drawing names, you know, or be like, be like the Hunger Games or something. I don't know. <laughs> My goodness. All right, some announcements real quick. Uh, don't forget, and this is an announcement all the time, every Monday night from 6 to 7, we have church-wide prayer here, and I think, uh, I'll set a date, but soon church-wide prayer, we'll start having it over at the new place, uh, even before we move in, so that, that's a house of prayer before we get there, amen? amen. So uh, we'll let you know when that's going to start, but it's still right here uh, for right now. Also, uh, uh, the youth get-together, don't forget about that, 5th through 12th grade is March 21st, right after church. Pastor Tim's coming over from Botkins. He wants to take y'all out to eat, and he's challenging all, all the uh, students to bring somebody out that day that uh, does not go to church somewhere, and he's looking forward to coming. It'll be a good time, and, and I'll let the parents know more of a time frame when we get a little closer. So that's March 21st. Uh, if you've never been water baptized, and we know... Uh, the scriptures tell us to why it is an outward uh, gesture symbolism of old man coming up, new man, salvation, new creation. Amen. If you've never been water baptized, there's a sign up sheet at the back table. And, and where, when and how we'll figure it out when we get the sign up done. It's a, we do a puddle outside. I don't care. We'll, we'll hit them somewhere. So uh, sign up at the back table uh, for that. And uh, also, if you had signed up, this is a team that's been a little while in the forming, but if you signed up uh, uh, for the, the media, uh, the computer uh, during services Sunday right after church, just for like five minutes. We're going to have a meeting, get together, and really kick that thing off. So if you signed up for it, uh, and I think maybe Justice will send something out about that till Sunday to let you know about that meeting. Thumbs up from Justice. All right, so that's happening Sunday right after church. Good deal. Another dream team. By the way, if you're not a part of a dream team, and those are dream teams, Usher, uh, Media, Greeter, uh, Worship Team, uh, the, the Sunshine, uh, Nursing Home, Kids Church, you know, all the dream teams that are happening. If you're not a part of a dream team, jump on board, talk to me. There is a sign-up sheet at the back, and we want everybody has a part to play. Yeah. Amen. And the reason you're here 
is a lot of reasons, but one reason is because you are part of the body. And, you're, and, and our body functions together. And everybody has a part, right? So um, I told you, this, this is not about me or, or my gifting. It's about us together. Amen. Amen. So and if you don't know what to do, I want to do something I have no idea. Talk to me. I will find a spot for you. Guaranteed. All right. So anyways, having said that, now I asked for an offering prayer. Uh, it was kind of, you know, took a second. But I want somebody before I get into the word tonight, somebody have something God is doing that you just like to share. Just just something that's going on that you'd like to share that God is up to. It's like maybe old old school testimony. Anybody got a, a testimony of something God is up to? I know Kelly shared the last time about what's going on in her life with, with her house, which is really cool. But anybody, I'm assuming with all of us here, at least somebody has something you can share. Anybody? Chamberlain, come on down. Everybody say hi, Chamberlain. Hi, Doesn't he do a good job with the worship team? And uh, Chamberlain's one of the, the, the people and a bunch of you that's been spending a lot of time over the new building getting ready. And by the way, when you walk in the new building, there's this uh, uh, island by the kitchen that I wanted to rip out, and they yelled at me and said no, and they refurbished it, and Chamberlain made a top for it. It looks really cool. So when you see that, it did a good job. Did good. So anyways, shoot. Okay, so uh, let's start around 2011. Me and my wife got married, okay? And uh, That's your testimony? That's it. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'm kidding. Uh, okay. We were married for about a year, and, you know, it wasn't going very good. We hated each other, and so we decided we were going to, you know, get divorced. And uh, so we separated, and we got lawyers and all that. Uh, the final day of our divorce, we decided, let's not do it. Let's, let's give it another shot. And uh, so March 5th, this month, is our 10-year anniversary. So. Wow. That's incredible. Amen. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. That's a great testimony. Amen. Amen. God, God can do anything if you let him Amen. get involved. Isn't that right? Amen. He can do anything. Right. Amen? All right. The book of John. Let's go there. We're still in the, the I am proclamations of Jesus in the book of John. So we're going to be in John chapter 11 uh, tonight and, and starting in verse 17. But Jesus in the book of John, and John is very strategic in what he does in his gospel. By the way, you know the gospel of John has been called the Maverick gospel. You know why? So you got, you got Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and you have John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the what gospel? Synoptics. And the reason they're called the synoptic gospel is if you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're very similar. A lot of the same stories. They, they follow each other. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a theory that one of them was first and the others kind of used it. Maybe there was another document. But anyways, so Matthew, Mark, and Luke are synoptic gospel. Then you have the gospel of John. It's totally different than the other three. So it's like the maverick gospel, doing its own thing. And I love the gospel of John. And, and, and I know I say that a lot, but John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. And that whole poetic introduction he gives about Jesus coming and what Jesus is about. But through the gospel of John, um, there are signposts of miracles that point to the kingdom, but also there are, are uh, recorded by him these proclamations that Jesus makes about himself. And, and listen, the revelation of who God is and who Jesus is needs to set in on you, right? 
Because the more the revelation sets in on you, the more you get to know him, the more you just know who he is, and that in turn knows who you are, right? Because your identity is found in him. And, and your growth comes because of the revelation that you receive. And it's not hard, by the way. You know, when sometimes it's just a simple light bulb moment. Wow. Man, I, never, I never, didn't know that. I never saw that. So, so you, you could be uh, uh, struggling uh, financially, and you can discover God as your provider. That's revelation. You can be struggling physically and discover God is your healer. That's, that's revelation. You know what I'm saying? So we learn things about God. So there are statements of Jesus about himself. And we've been in this, I think it's week number five. Uh, uh, one statement, the first one was, I am the bread of life. Uh, the next one was, I am the light of the world. Um, I am the gate for the sheep. In other words, the, the door of salvation. Then it was, I am the good shepherd. So tonight we have another one. And this is... This is uh, the ultimate one. This is it's kind of the ending one, but it's not the ending one because there's two more after this. But it's sort of the ending of the big picture one. Uh, so let, let's talk about what I mean by that. John chapter 11 and uh, verse number 17. We're picking up right in the middle of the story about Lazarus. Everybody knows the story about Lazarus, right? Uh, friends of Jesus, he, he dies, and his sisters uh, come to find Jesus, to bring him, and uh, obviously a place of sorrow. And verse 17, and now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. So Lazarus is dead, dead, all right? It's not, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a question, you know? Wasn't like, maybe he's gone, I don't know, we still are figuring out. He's been in the tomb for four days, right? So, so he's dead, dead. And uh, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Verse 21, and Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here... My brother would not have died. So they were hoping that the word had gotten to Jesus, so Jesus would get there before Lazarus had died. And of course, they, they know about Jesus. They know of his ministry, that maybe if he had got there and prayed for him, whatever it was that caused Lazarus to die would have been healed. So Lazarus would have never died. So she was hoping that he got there. It didn't happen. So Lazarus has been dead for four days. And verse 22, but even now I know, this is the great faith of Martha. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. That is great faith. Do you know that, that whatever the intention of Jesus is will absolutely happen? And that's important for about what we're talking about because what we're going to talk about is something that is an absolute, positive, incredible miracle. Listen, you, you cannot believe in Jesus and try to, to separate the miraculous from him. Now, you would think, well, that's just common sense. But listen, when, when you read the Bible and you see things and you go, oh, I don't know about that. You know what I'm talking about? So Jesus is walking on the water. Really? You sure he wasn't out there with the, with the wakeboard? And they just thought he was walking, you know. No, did he really walk on the wall? Well, yeah, you can't separate the miraculous from Jesus, right? So she's saying, look, I believe that whatever your intention would be, it will happen. And that's so important. Do you believe that in your life? Yes. 
that whatever the intention of Jesus is, that you believe that it will happen. It's like, like the testimony that we had tonight. Headed for divorce, they decided not to. The intention of Jesus is reconciliation. Do you believe it can happen yes. if that's the intention of Jesus? Absolutely. Right? Anything, if you believe. Because that faith is the opening door for God to do what he wants to do. Does God barge in your life and do what he wants? No. But you open the door. Remember, he stands at the door and he knocks. He'd like to come in and have dinner and fellowship and hang out, play you know, Fortnite with you. I don't know. Do, do, do something. But you got to open the door. He doesn't kick it down and barge in, right? I think Jesus would be pretty good at Fortnite. But anyways, um, verse 23. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And that's the intention of Jesus. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So there was some belief in the Jewish uh, uh, religion of a resurrection. So the resurrection of dead is not foreign. Okay, but how and why and all that uh, uh, is a little bit different. But she believes that he will rise again in the last day. And Jesus said to her, here's the I am statement. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. That's powerful. I am the resurrection and the life. And he goes on to say, and whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That I am the resurrection and the life. And even if you die, you're going to live. That that's the big coming, big picture, big miracle, that listen, that if you believe, you're headed for it. Amen. And that's just, that's just massive. So how many of you have a loved one that you knew, knew Jesus and they passed away, they're, they're dead? Anybody? I think probably everybody, right? Even though they die, yet they will live. Right? Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Now, you understand that this plays out in your life in, in different ways, though. Now, Martha's thinking big picture later. Jesus and what he says to her is thinking big picture later. But also there's a whole connotation going here of you are in the process right now of living resurrection. Do you know that? Right in here. Because you are dying to yourself and coming into new life in him in the way you live. New creation, right? That's the whole baptism thing. Dead man, old man coming up. And, and see the symbolic resurrection. Being raised up. See that? That's happening in your life. If you're allowing Jesus to do his intention in you, there's new life happening. And there, there are dead parts of your life that are being resurrected to life, right? Isn't that the intention of abundant life? That what was dead in sin is being made alive again. Isn't that what you want? Right? When you realize, when you come to revelation, conviction, however it happens, reading scripture, whatever growth in your life, that there's something in your life that is dead. Isn't it your hope that life comes to it? 
And, and not just, here's the thing, it's not just, uh, it's kind of like this. So put it this way. Uh, if you read the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22, love, joy, peace, patience, all, right before the fruit of the Spirit, Paul lists a list of sin, right? So he says, all, here, here's all these things that will not inherit the kingdom of God, and then that word but, but, so there's a connector. So the but, the fruit of the Spirit is. So it's not just so much that you shouldn't do these sins, which you shouldn't, right? But something grows in your life in its place. You see? So it's just not, not sinning, but something grows. There's new life. It's not just cutting off the bad fruit, but good fruit then grows. You see what I mean? So, so the void is taken up by something good. So it's not just that, that you want the dead stuff to be cut out, but you want new life to grow in its place. So where there is, uh, let, let's, say, uh, uh, let, let's say you're a compulsive liar, sin. So it's not just talking about stopping lying, but it's turning into a person of truth and integrity. You see what I'm saying? It's not just stopping uh, a lust in your life, but it's growing into a person of self-control and integrity in its place. You see? So it's not just getting rid, but there's something growing. So Jesus is not just taking the dead parts out, but he's resurrecting new life in you. Amen. And that's very symbolic of what is to come. Right? So Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Now, if you keep going here, uh, let's see. Verse 27, she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. And here's another great uh, revelation statement of Jesus. Remember Peter did it first, right? He's the first one that kind of threw it out there, and then, then he ran and did a whole get behind me Satan thing because he didn't want Jesus to go to the cross and all that different stuff. Um, here's another one, and then what we see happens is Jesus goes and raises Lazarus from the dead. So right then turns into a practical, there and now application of resurrection played out in the present. Let me ask you a question. Is Lazarus still alive somewhere in this world? No. He's dead. So Jesus raised him from the dead, and sometime later, he died again. So here, here's the thing about every good thing that God can do for you, it's still temporary. Do you know that? Except what's to come. So kind of like this. So if, if you're struggling with your bills and, and God provides in some manner, that's great. Your bills are paid, but eventually it's all going to go away anyhow. So your car's broken down, Right. And it's expensive, and you don't have it, and God provides your car's fixed, eventually the car's still going to break down if you drive it long enough. Am I correct? So if, if I had a physical uh, issue in my body and God heals my body, if I get old enough and live long enough, my body's going to start falling apart again. I hate to say, but it's true. I know, even at my age, I know I still can't do certain things that I did even 10 years ago, like I did 10 years. I, I see aging happening. That's just the nature of it. But that's why what Jesus is saying is so important. I am the resurrection in the life. It happens inwardly because the inward is what matters more than when anything happens outward because the inward takes you to the eventual fixing of all physical things. Because there will be an actual resurrection of the dead, and that's the crazy miracle that's coming. 
that everybody who has died in Christ or is alive when he returns, there will be a resurrection, there will be a changing of your body to an eternal body. And a new heaven, new earth, and we will inhabit this and be with him forever. So we, we put our faith towards things now for this life, and that is okay. And you should. But ultimately, it is our salvation and what that brings. It brings the eternal reward for our life now. That's the resurrection of the dead. Do you believe that your body is going to be resurrected someday? I do. That's crazy. But it's true. Right? 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Here, here is one of the great uh, chapters of, of the resurrected body in the Bible. This is Paul. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's see. So I'm all for the, the blessings of God. I'm all for praying for physical healing. We need to do those things. We want life abundant as much as we can have abundant now, but we know there's a final abundant life coming that's going to fix all things. It will be final for eternity. So 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 12. We'll read down a little bit here. 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there's no resurrection of the dead? So Lazarus was raised... And it was a type of things to come, but it wasn't the type, right? Jesus was raised from the dead, and that is it right there. Because Jesus is still alive. Even though Lazarus died, Jesus is still alive in his physical body. So the resurrection of Jesus and what he was at his resurrection is the type of what we will be at our resurrection. That's what's to come. Amen? Okay, so verse 4, let's start over. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then even Christ has, has been, even, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and, and your faith is in vain. You realize that? That if you don't believe in the resurrection of the dead, your faith is in vain and so is everything that I say. That is the ultimate end of what we believe. We believe in him, and because we believe in him, he is the what? The resurrection and the life. Therefore, we believe in what's to come. Right? Okay, let's keep going. Let's see. Verse, uh, where did I stop? There, verse 15. And we were even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, even Christ has, even not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are all of the people that must be pitied. Verse 20. 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep or, is it, or has died. For as by a man came death, and by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For in, all, in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each his own order, Christ the first fruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. So Jesus is coming back again, amen? amen. And at his return there will be the resurrection of the dead, amen? amen. And we believe. Just a little bit more, verse number 42 in chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 
15:42. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown perishable in your body, and what is raised imperishable. Amen. It is sown to dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there's a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, watch this, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, or Jesus, became the life-giving spirit. But it's not the spiritual that is the first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, and a man of dust. The second was from heaven, again about Jesus. As was the man of dust, so those also we are of dust, that's us. And as the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. In other words, when we are changed. And just as we have been born of the image of man of dust, we also shall bear the image of the man of heaven. And that's big. So as Jesus is resurrected, that's the image we will bear at our resurrection. That's powerful. So it goes on. Verse uh, 54. And when the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is, is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Resurrection is the final victory over sin and death. Amen. The wages of sin is what? death. Sin equals death, but the resurrection is the final victory that beats them both. So in the resurrection, it defeats the ultimate effect of sin. As a matter of fact, the resurrection, it transcends death. All that we have now will pass away. Things will be made new. So we strive for a kingdom now, but the full reward is what is to come. So, by the way, when the Bible talks about storing up treasure in heaven and not treasure on earth, that's what it's talking about. You can get so worried about making a life here that you forget about storing up for the life to come. When the ultimate reward for what life is about is what is to come. Yeah, strive in life, but strive for that. Right? Because the return of Jesus and what that means is that is our greatest hope. You know that. Until the return of Jesus, the world's only going to be fixed so much. You know that. We will not see a perfected kingdom of God on this earth right now. We strive for it. We share the gospel. We do all these different things, right? But it will only be put in its finality, in its final state, when Jesus comes back and there is our eternity. So here's a big question. This is something everybody needs to think about. How much do you believe in the life to come? That's a big question. How much do you believe in the life to come? I mean, do you really believe that all this stuff we're talking about? See, see sometimes uh, people only really grasp on what they consider the practical parts of Christianity for your life right now. Well, I won't forgive him because I know I mess up. And, and now, because my car is broken down, I'm praying that God provides for my car to be fixed. That's practical application, right? 
or, I, or when I'm sick and I know I'm sick and there's something wrong, I pray for, for healing. Why? Because that's practical application for now. So we, we often uh, really apply our Christianity to what is happening that affects us directly today. But you realize that living the Christian life is very much directed towards how much you believe in the life to come. Because it's not just receiving things to help you in your moment, but it's also about character. It's also about living a certain way. And sometimes when you live the Jesus way, it's so opposite from the ways of the world. You really have to believe there's a reward for this. You see? And it also works the other way, too. That, that you can get caught up in living the wrong way enough that you forget there's a, a certain kind of reward for that, too, if you know what I'm saying. There's judgment. See, the things that come, how much you really believe in what's to come will help you live the Jesus way right now. Because living the Jesus way isn't always easy. So, so my best friend growing up, his name was Jeremy. And Jeremy and I, we had the, it's a, a unique situation. So when we were born, I'm one month older than him, our parents rented this big house. It was a half house. Jeremy's family lived here. My family lived here. And I was born one month before him. When we were little kids, we discovered in the attic there was a door that went through. And we were just always going to each other's houses all the time. So anyway, so we grew up best buddies, right? When Jeremy got about eighth grade, he became a drug addict. And he spent a lot of years in and out of rehab. But anyways, Jeremy, when he, would get, uh, when he would get high, he would draw. It's just bizarre, but he would draw. And, and one day, we were hanging out. We're talking about stuff. He says, man, I've got to show you this tablet. And he pulled out his drawing tablet that he drew on when he would get high, right? And it was funny because he had, he had a globe, you know, with those spinning globes. Parents pay attention to this. It could come apart. He had all his drugs in there. So the globe in his room is, anyways, right there. So anyhow, um, parents just, anyhow. Uh, so, um, and I flipped this thing open. It was just full of these demonic faces. I mean, the things he was seeing. And it was just this, this ugly, distorted page after page. And, and, and I wasn't living for Jesus either. And we were wrapped up in some of the same stuff. But he really, you know, fell down into it. And I remember we would talk. And he, he would be like, and he grew up in a Christian home just like me. And here we are, the, these junior high going into high school kids that are living far from Jesus, knowing we're in sin. Right? This wasn't like we were ignorant of this whole thing. And we'd have these conversations like, Man, what do you think would happen if Jesus came when we were sleeping tonight? And we talk about this stuff. And even though we talk about it, it wasn't like a reality. You see what I'm saying? We talk about it, but it really wasn't like this real belief that Jesus may come. While we, but we talk about it. Oh, man, that'd, just, that'd be some bad news for us, I think, if that's real. Man, did you believe in all that stuff about hell? We, we talk about this stuff. Because we knew where we were at, but, but it wasn't until this really reality moment in my life that I went, I really believe in this life to come. And it just, I don't know why or how, but the light bulb just, I've got to clean some stuff. I've got to change. And I remember years later, I, I was actually pastoring at a point, and Jeremy, his, his life is just doing this. And he wouldn't mind me telling. And uh, I remember him calling me one night, and and. We're on the phone, and every once in a while we connect. And I knew he was drinking, by the way he was talking to me. And he just went, 
man, do you remember when you changed? I said, yeah, I, I actually do remember. I remember the very specific thing that happened that caused it to happen. He's, oh. And it was just dead pause. He goes, you remember that, don't you? I said, I, and I just know. I'm just like, man, you can do this too. And the reason he's calling asking those things is a light bulb is it's flickering in his mind. The reason why he's calling and asking, it's flickering, because he knows. He knows. And, and, and the light bulb to come on, this stuff is real. Amen. And it's not to be played with. Christianity is not a game. Right? It's not to pull out when you want to play it and put away when you don't want to play it, or, or, or like Jumanji, you know, when it gets paused for a lot of years and you come back and keep playing it. You know, it, it's a continual game. Right? And, and it's another game, but the, the life application, you see? And if you really believe in the life to come, I'm talking believe it, that there, there is an eternity and there's a judgment at that moment, you will come to say, I want resurrection in life instead of the other way, right? Instead of darkness and damnation and separation. I want resurrection and life. And you know those that, that are separated from God, there is also a resurrection for them, for them too. There is a bodily resurrection even for those that are separated from God. Yeah, Scripture says that, right? If you believe it, it will affect how you live today. Right? Not just in, in things that, listen, and you've got to understand, that, like, th those things that he was doing, that, that's obviously, that is not abundant life. You see what I'm saying? All the things that we know are not the way. Do you understand? In some manner, on some level, it's death, stealing, and destruction. Even if you don't know why it's death, stealing, and destruction. Even if it doesn't make sense to you that it's death, stealing, and destruction, it is. That's why Jesus is kind of, hey, I've got, I've got life over here. Abundant life. I don't understand why. Don't matter. Just, just come. Just come, follow me. I'll show you. And this ultimately leads to resurrection happening in here and then a final bodily resurrection to come. You believe in that, it puts all this in perspective. You believe in that, you're not so worried about making it in this life, although you can, but you're worried about storing up treasure in heaven there. If you believe in that life, when you face a decision, you can go this way or this way, you're going to go the Jesus way. You believe in it. Right? So Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And he said, he asked her, do you believe this? Listen, Christianity is not just a set of beliefs. It's not just having right ideas about God. It's what do those beliefs do to your life? Jeremy and I knew enough to talk about it. We were versed enough in the Bible to know. But it never sunk in our heart that these things that we knew translated into life living. See? Resurrection and life. That's what I want. And it's got to turn into the treasure you find in the field. That you're willing to sell everything you got to get it. You're willing to sell it, give it all up to have this 
kingdom, this resurrection in life. Right? Amen? So do you believe? Amen. How is your belief affecting your life? Amen? All right, let's pray. Oh, Jesus, we, we believe. We thank you for being the resurrection and the life. We thank you. And that you came here to be the resurrection and life and to show us the way and to be the first fruits of what is to come. We thank you for that. Lord, I, I pray that we never become dull in our belief and urgency of what is to come. I pray we live every day in light of that there is a coming resurrection, that there is a coming eternal life, and that we choose the abundant life and we choose full life in you. Every single day that we live, that we're storing up treasure in heaven. So we thank you for that. And we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know, no, be pastoring for 1994, so it's getting a long time. Hundreds of people, young people and so forth, that I've come across in ministry to be shatteredly disappointed to find some not there in the life to come. You know? So my prayer is you, you can forget 98% of things I ever say when you sit in this seat. I just need to see you there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's just get there, right? So let's do what we need to do to get there, right? Amen? All right, so Sunday morning we'll be back. Now, here's the thing about the building this week. Saturday at 10 o'clock, if you want to come, uh, we're, we're going to clean out that sanctuary and, and just find it. We're pretty much done fooling around, and there's some things we have to do yet. So a couple projects Saturday, um, and then we're going to kind of clean it out so you can help do that. I will not be there the rest of the week. Judah may be there. You have to talk to him. I don't know if Eric's going to be around. But if you're interested in tomorrow or Friday, you have to check if anybody's going to be there. If you don't hear from them, don't show up because nobody will be there. But I will be there Saturday at 10, and we'll spend a few hours doing some stuff. Sound good? Yeah. All right, we'll see you Sunday morning. Yeah.